Welcome to the Divine Union Podcast, a place that will invite you to connect to life in all the ways, inner union with self, sacred union in relationship, and oneness with the cosmos. An invitation to expand your edges so you can live this life fully with all of your being. I'm your host, Nicola Navone. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome back to the Divine Union Podcast. Today, we will be discussing cultural influences on the daddy phenomenon. (laughs) This is an exciting one. This is similar in energy to the third episode where I talk about cultural influences on a woman's desire for freedom and sex. And I thought that this was an interesting topic to discuss because I'm doing this because it's interesting to understand where the desire for someone to be your daddy, that energy can come from, to understand our past, to understand how the societal influences and their patriarchal system, how that impacts both men and women, the masculine and the feminine. And we all have both, of course, but I'm going to speak in terms of men and women for this episode. And when we have an understanding of the past, it also helps us shift where we want to go if we want to make changes in certain regards. And it helps us have an understanding as to where our desires can be coming from a place of disempowerment versus empowerment. Now, I don't like to judge, so I'm not here to say anything is wrong or right. And also, we all have our kinks. We all have our fetishes and we all have our kinks based on our experiences, our life experiences, early experiences. And the goal of this episode is really just to talk about where some of it can come from. What are some influences from culture on that energy? And how to tell when you're coming from a place of disempowerment versus empowerment. Because that's only going to help you in your life. So let's just get right into it, shall we? First, I want to just talk about, we have a lot of work to do. We're doing a lot of work in these times around the masculine and the feminine, healing of both the masculine and the feminine. Now, given our societal dynamics, the way that the family unit is structured, and I'll say before I dive into this episode, What would be a good precursor to this episode? If you haven't listened to episode three, I would listen to it because we talk a lot about as as it relates to a woman's desire for freedom and sex. We also talk about the family unit, you know, as uh, agriculture was developed and then private property, how that impacted the family unit, how it impacted uh, women being seen as private property of men. It really blurred the lines of like hunter-gatherer society, it really changed that. And it created more structured 
lines around it, around this is where my property begins, this is where your property ends. Yeah, and that was then applied to women as well. Check out that episode, it has a lot more information. But when you think about our society, the family unit, yeah, and we're talking about, remember, cultural influences on the daddy phenomenon, often... What you see in familial dynamics, what's been the standard, the norm, is you often see a mother more responsible in a role that's more responsible for the child labor, for the child care. And you often see fathers who are emotionally or physically uh, unavailable, not as present. Yeah. Now, this is common, right? I'm talking about typical, more typical. Now, this is also represented in the way I talk about it, right? The family unit, the way it's structured, because often there's this dynamic of uh, the women needing support from the men and the women being the ones that are dependent with the men are desiring more freedom. Yeah. And so they usually escape the family unit, the family dynamic to have more freedom. Uh, You also see collectively with the masculine, and vice versa with the feminine, which I'll speak to in a moment. The masculine has a lot of healing to do because right now we have a world full of wounded masculine in both men and women, because remember, we all have both. And so what I mean by that is we view the masculine as disconnected from their hearts, disconnected from their emotions. You show emotion and you're weak, right? Masculine is someone that's quote unquote tough and strong that can hold it together, hold their emotions together. Yeah, which whether you're a man or a woman, you don't want your emotions to rule you, but you want to be able to access them, to feel them. And so it's created these dynamics in which the masculine figure isn't always, it isn't emotionally typically present for the children, you know, or their partner. I'm going to talk about the children. So they're not always emotionally present or available. Uh, especially, too, when you have girls, as a, as a man, if you have a female daughter, right? Because we're talking about the daddy phenomenon. Often, because of our hyper-masculine society, women have been conditioned to act like men. In order to uh, be successful in our society, right, you have to, as a woman, kind of step on others to move forward, to not be emotional, to even you see many women not honoring their cycles, their moon, right? Their wild Shakti because they need to be on it all the time and working, right? We're conditioned to act like men in order to um, be taken seriously or to succeed or to get far ahead, especially in the business world, Yeah. And so often what happens with that is young girls grow up and they don't feel seen by their fathers. They don't feel seen in their full scope of wholeness, their wild feminine, the emotions, their Shakti, all of it, right? The highs and the lows, being able to change your mind and still being seen as a capable woman in the world powerful woman in the world, right? They might be seen as weak, especially if they're sensitive. And so what happens with that dynamic? And I haven't spoken to the opposite for the sake of the episode, but 
maybe I'll do an episode on, on that as well. But you've got the same thing with, with men and their mothers. Yeah, and that's why many men have unresolved issues with their mothers. I'll do an episode on that for sure. Okay? But, so that's why you see many women who are seeking what can happen, yeah, is many women are seeking a partner that can fulfill that role of the father, that that daddy energy who's going to take care of them, who's going to do whatever they want, who's going to provide for them because they didn't feel nourished in that way from their father dynamic. Whether that was nourished or taken care of psychologically or emotionally or financially and physically, right? It can manifest in many different ways. And so as a result, right, you have many fathers that aren't uh, emotionally present or physically present for their daughters and same for the men too. Yeah. But for the sake of the episode, we're talking about the daddy dynamic, female daughter with a man, father, and apply as you wish, yeah, with all sorts of coupledoms. But so you have a lot of women, yeah, who are still seeking that father figure and a partner. Now, that's how you know when it's disempowered, when you're coming from a place of disempowerment, when you are not fully whole and fully able to take care of yourself and your own needs, and you are relying on someone to do so, or you want someone to take care of you because you need them. Now, how do you tell the difference? It's okay to say, I want my partner to take me out to dinner. I want my partner to pay for things here and there. Yeah. But when it comes from a place of need versus a place from choice. Yeah. I I desire this, but I'm going to be okay without you. That's how you're going to be able to tell if you're being, if you're dependent and if you're coming from a place of disempowerment, because that never feels good. And quite frankly, that doesn't set the relationship up for success because when the scales are uneven and one person is providing, yeah, and the other is dependent, that creates an imbalance, right? You can't argue with that. That creates an imbalance in the relationship and it creates an imbalance of power dynamics in the relationship. If both parties aren't able to actually take care of themselves and over time, what happens is you're going to lose some of the polarity. You're going to lose the passion, right? And polarity is what creates that spark, that magnetic attraction, because if one is dependent, the person that is providing will at some point not feel as physically turned on or connected. Yeah, because no one wants to feel like they always have to take care. It's, 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 it's built into our nature. Yeah, we want to feel free. We don't want to feel boxed in. And when we don't feel free, that's when we lose the desire. That's when we lose the passion. That's when the intimacy deadens. What else? So when it's an uneven balance of power dynamics or or financial, yeah, one person is providing, one person's just receiving, yeah, it's not going to be healthy for the relationship. Now, you may enjoy, maybe for you, the daddy phenomenon is this idea of my baby daddy, yeah, like... Hmm. Yeah. I want you to be my baby daddy. Like, come over here, daddy. Yeah. However you want to 
feel it out. Yeah, raise your hand if that's if that's you and you're listening in your bed right now. Yeah, guilty as charged, eh? Right? Now that's cool too, yeah? But again, like I said, we're not judging either or how it manifests for you. But check in with yourself. Are you doing it from a place of a little playfulness, of fun, of excitement? Or are you doing it from a place of neediness? I'm going to lock you in, you my baby daddy. I'm going to put hooks in you, yeah? So you're never going to leave me. So you provide for me. And so you have to feel in. Because, right, the goal here is I want to empower you to just check in. Where is my level of empowerment in my relationship? Being conscious of your kinks. Being conscious of the deeper subconscious meaning behind your kinks. Just knowing where they come from. You never want to judge yourself or shame yourself, but it's good to be aware. Where does it come from? What am I feeling? What do I want? Do I feel empowered? Do I feel that I can take care of myself, yet we're choosing to be together? Esther Perel, a huge mentor of mine, she always talks about that, yeah? It's a choice. The best relationships are a choice. We are choosing day in and day out to be together. Not out of necessity, not out of need. Because when it comes from neediness, when it comes from necessity, you are going to lose the fuego. You're going to lose the passion. You're going to lose the polarity because polarity thrives on two sovereign independent beings. I'm going to bring it back to the daddy phenomenon, yeah? So, daddy, yeah? Daddy, saying daddy in bed, right? Playing with that energy is totally cool. Yeah, it's cool to be able to play with different archetypes, to be able to play with different energies, to embody different energies. But be conscious of it when it comes from a place of neediness, disempowerment, and when it comes from a place of empowerment and play and fun. So I will invite you with any of your kinks, yeah, with any of the fantasies, consistent fantasies, consistent storylines you have in your mind. You know, maybe you're a princess in a castle and you want to be saved. Yeah, or maybe you are the warrior and you want to save your woman. And to feel in, like, where is that coming from? Is it from a place of, I need you to need me, so you're never going to leave me? Then it's like, oh, let me do some work with my subconscious. Let me check in with that fantasy, yeah? Let me feel in. Does that feel true? Because if you have these beliefs at a subconscious level, it's going to impact your way of relating. It's, it's, you're also not going to show up fully authentically because if you have that fear of abandonment, of rejection, yeah, that's something that you actually need to work through at a deep level. So there we have it, yeah? The daddy phenomenon and some cultural influences in it is around the masculine, right? Healing of the masculine, the wounded masculine. How do we create a new environment in which the masculine figures are showing up in healthy masculine ways where they actually know how to hold space for themselves, hold space for the women in their lives? Because here's the thing. It's not the men's fault, yeah? It's the system's fault. Because often, if you don't hold space for your partner, for your daughters as a man, it's because you don't know how to hold space for your own emotions, for your own heart, for your own self, right? Our society disfavors emotionality. It shames men for having emotionality, for being connected to their heart, for being sensitive. And so it's rewiring that. And it's learning 
okay, how do I as a man lead with my energy, with my presence, have a sensitivity to energy, to my presence, have a sensitivity to the people around me? Yeah, that's a true divine masculine. We also have healing to do with the feminine. Yeah, which I'm going to do an episode on that because that deserves its own episode of rewiring for women. Yeah, and rewiring for men. Because remember, we all have both. So women also need to learn how to hold themselves. Yeah, that's also why we have the problem with the daddy phenomenon. When it comes from a place of disempowerment, we are expecting daddy to take care of us. And as a woman, when you heal your masculine, when you heal your masculine and you do deep work to work with your masculine energy, you don't need that daddy anymore. You might want it and you might play with it here and there, yeah, through theatrics and archetypes and energies, but you don't need them. You know why? Because you're your own daddy, baby. Because daddy knows how, how you want to be touched. Daddy knows how mommy wants to be touched. You know why? Because mommy is daddy and daddy is mommy. And if that didn't blow your mind, well, I don't know what will. <laughs> We're getting real heady in this one. I mean, I'm enjoying this one a lot. Yeah, yeah. A little personal share while I don't die is, uh, yeah. Let me see if I can. Mm, I can't find it right now because I'm on the, looking into the screen as I'm recording this. But I wrote a poem about, I'll, I'll put the poem in the show notes perhaps. I'm going to feel in, but uh, I've had uh, some of my sexiest moments of life seducing myself, seducing myself. I am the lover that I desire. I am the lover on the other end who I meet their fancy. That, that my friends is ultimate union, ultimate sexiness, ultimate love, when you can really get to that space. And when you really do the work to heal the energies, because when you don't do the work to heal your energies, your relationships will never be balanced and you will never be fully fulfilled. This is why I love this work. This is why I'm so passionate about this work, because this work changed my life. Yeah. Gracias, 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 Daddy Nicola. <laughs> Boom, shakalaka, laka. Thank you, beautiful, beautiful people, for tuning in to this week's episode of Divine Union with moi. If you dug this episode, if you found this episode interesting, spicy, feisty, share it with a friend so we can bring more healing to the world, more understanding to the world, more perspective to the world at the mirrors that we all are. And we don't go shaming people, but we go with love and compassion and understanding because it's a system, baby, and we're all in this together. We're all one. And of course, if you dug this episode, yeah, leave us a review for the pod. It would mean the world to the podcast. And it's little old me, Nicola, here. This is how we gain traction. And it's important. 
to support the people that you care about, to support the people that you find inspiring. And should you find this episode inspiring and interesting and unique, please, please do support us. Thank you. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you next week. And until then, may all your unions be divine.